You're listening to In The Lead, the podcast for real estate pros looking to grow their business. Whether you're new to the business or a seasoned pro, we come to you each week with the latest technology and online strategies to help you sell more, work less, and make a difference in your community through your real estate business. This show is brought to you by Easy Agent Pro, creators of Lead Sites, the ultimate lead generation website for agents. For show notes and links, check out EasyAgentPro slash podcast. Good afternoon, good evening, and good morning. You are with us on the In The Lead podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's going to be kind of a, I wouldn't say skeleton crew. Um, one of our favorite guys, Alec, uh, is sweating aggressively. He has to get an ebook done, so he will not be here with us. Tyler has been hounding him all day. I don't hound people. <laughs> Robert has, Kelvin has, I've been hounding him. All of us have been hounding him to get the ebook. He is not here, but we do have the GQ model himself. Kelvin, how are you doing today? Hey, buddy. <laughs> any, fa- any fashion advice for us? Is that a violation not, not. of their like trademark mentioning on oh, the podcast? Oh, is it? I don't the know. Moment. Got to get our lawyer. We are not officially endorsed by GQ. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> Disclaimer. Uh, we should be because we do have a model in here. His name is Kelvin. How are you doing? Any? Give us some fashion <laughs> advice today. What colors are hot? <laughs> okay, good, good advice, Kelvin. Way to make it happen. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, I have nothing to say. <laughs> I don't know what to say right now on the spot. All right, what's been going on with EAP with you, man? You're putting out some blogs, putting out some ebooks. What are you doing? Yeah, man, a lot of focusing a lot on the video, the blogs, the so much content to to work on these last two weeks. It's just been so intense. But um, good, that's good. We're, that's what I like to hear. We're, we're happy really to just have trying you. to. Thanks, man. Yeah, because you usually leave us in the dust and kind of let us hang there, so that's not cool. Hey, I uh, I feel Alex Payne. I was really stressing to get ebooks and blogs done like the last week. So I was like, I can't do it. Tyler's gonna yell at me. <laughs> Tyler I does yell. Do See, it's not just me. I do not I yell. He just Boy. aggressively anticipates <laughs> the delivery, <laughs> <laughs> or he just like yeah. aggressively nudges. Hey, did you get that blog done? Be a shame if you <laughs> lost your job tomorrow because that blog wasn't done. <laughs> Oh, uh, if only you guys knew. He really does do that. He he even, we all met up, speaking of Tyler, we all met up for drinks finally. He flew his butt down here on a flight that I might add was only like an hour and a half versus the five hour flight he put Kelvin and Robert through to go to Inman. Wasn't that so eight he hours? nonchalantly flew down uh, Yeah, high. it was like uh, 12. The whole day. <laughs> Tyler flew down here. He bought me a beer and he said, if I don't drink it, I'm fired. True story. That's, a, that's, that's, actually, that's not true. Alternate alternate story <laughs> happened. We also have speaking of Tyler, we do have him in here. How you doing, Tyler? I'm doing great this morning or afternoon now. Wow, yeah, really flew by. We met up with the whole team this week and uh, got some cool stuff shipping tonight and tomorrow, which means you'll have it by the time you actually listen to this. So probably shouldn't use those words, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a great <laughs> week. Got some cool stuff rolling out. Awesome. That's what I like to hear, man. Super, super excited. And then we also have Mr. Smith. That's your nickname from here on out, man. How are you doing? <laughs> what are you up to today? Having a great day. Just getting to push a, a nice update. We're releasing Facebook landing pages today, so that's super cool. One-click leads. Yeah. Um, I know everyone in Beatzilla has been kind of demanding it, and um, we're we're happy to, to see what agents can do with it. Hopefully get get some leads. And I just want to like defend Robert's honor, because this morning, I we're not, leadseasygympro.com isn't on a lead site yet, and it needs to be, because like this whole morning, I was writing HTTP 
posts with Twilio so that when people fill out a landing page, we can send them an auto text. And now Robert today is literally shipping something that like someone can click a button, give you their thing, and you can text them and you can set that up in five minutes. It took me like five hours to do what you're going to be able to do in five minutes. It's crazy. Boom. Awesome. <clears throat> well, great job, Robert. That's Woo. what we like to hear. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. All right, so this is going to be a nice, short, sweet little podcast for you guys. We're not going to go in-depth on too much stuff. There were some pretty decent questions in the Beatzilla group, as well as the Ask Us section for the podcast. Um, So I'm just going to jump right into it. The first one I want to talk about, we had this lovely lady. Her name's Karen. She was on our podcast last week. Fantastic podcast. If you haven't listened to it, take a listen. She actually generated a lead, turned that lead into a client, and then sold a house to that client. So you know, from start to finish, she's been very successful, and she always asks us some great questions. And the first one that she asked was, I would like tips on how to record using green screen technology. I have a green background and an app that lets me choose different backgrounds, but they all look fake. And I have a green halo around my head. She says it looks so awesome. I'm assuming she's joking about that. Uh, Tyler, you're the one with the green screen experience. So if you could jump in on that one and answer that, that'd be great. Yeah. So green screen has been around for a long time. It's how they make all those scary movies and cinematic effects. But uh, if you're looking at the things that you can have on your computer or your phone to do the removal of the green. Um, basically, After Effects is the only one. Maybe you can get a Premiere, but it's it's pretty intense. Like you need like a new like within a year or two computer, and it's still going to take you a couple, um, probably ten minutes per export for every one minute of like recorded thing. So if you have a ten minute thing, it's going to take you probably an hour or something. Um, so it does, it's pretty intense, uh, but basically how it works is you stand in front of a background that is all one color, probably blue, probably green, and then you wear something, You what you're wearing can't have that color. Um, you set up some light so it's pretty evenly lit, and then record it with your phone or with a DSLR, I use a Canon, um, and then you put that on your computer, put it into, I use After Effects, um, I pull out all the green, and then we, the, the photo uh, subscription thing we use is Big Stock because it gives us like 10 a day for a great price. I downloaded a couple backgrounds there, put it behind me, blur it out. Um, we don't really do it anymore simply because it did take forever um, to do. So we find a nice place to sit and just like, like I tell Kelvin, go make a park and bark video where you park somewhere and bark at the camera. Um, <laughs> stole that from opera, saying an opera. But um, what you basically do is uh, you, you just strip out that green. And so like you said, like iMovie sucks at stripping out the green. Um, what are some other ones? Camtasia kind of stinks at it. ScreenFlow kind of stinks at it. The only good one that I found that consistently removes nearly all the green perfectly is After Effects. Awesome. I think that's yeah. a great answer. Uh, Kelvin has a really good answer too that I like to see because I saw it firsthand. Um, what's that, Kelvin? Uh, no, I, I was just going to say After Effects as well. And if you want to get After Effects, Karen, Adobe does have their cloud offering, the, the Creative Cloud. And I think it's around 30 30 to $40 a month to be able to use any of their services. So even if you just need After Effects, it's not that bad for that type of price. So um, I would definitely look into that. Yeah, that's uh, well. And as a company, and we've then, switched to just using butcher paper on a wall. You'll go check out Calvin's red videos. Say. That's literally, if you can get the same <laughs> shade as your company, as your brand logo, uh, there's no reason why that wouldn't work, you know? And then you can actually cut it with, play, with you know, shots of you outside somewhere, parking and barking, like Ty said. 
And uh, and then you have like kind of a rich color for your thumbnail when when it shows on Google, and and it looks professional still. Absolutely. Yeah, that was the biggest motivation. It's it's so much easier because how much how long did it take to render a video that you used a green screen? It would uh, take time? a very eight long hours. time. So it's like yeah, eight hours. No, not eight hours. It'd probably take an hour for every yeah. ten minutes. So basically, wow. what so, you'd do is you'd have to record it, then you'd have to either like. You can set it up in your basement or somewhere out of the way if you want it to, I guess. And then you could leave it set up. But if you're tearing that up, down and setting it up every time and then, like, getting the wrinkles out and setting up the lights, you're never going to have success with it because you got to have those lights exactly positioned. So when I was doing it daily, I'd it set up and I wouldn't move the lights. I wouldn't move the green screen. I would literally – I wouldn't even move the camera. I would, like, stand in front of it, record – stop recording, strip the um, SD card out of the camera, throw it in my Mac. Um, and then it was pretty consistent because I was always set up. So if you if you are going to do it, I would recommend finding a room or a basement or somewhere where you can leave it 100% <laughs> a basement, set that's up. That's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Just well, I guarantee basement. you. If- no, it's, it's, really, it's actually, it's a lot better, Chris, because you can't have any light on the green screen because well, right. then it's going to be discolored and you're not going to, you're going to have green halo. So the basement's actually one of the better right. places. Exactly. To the green halo's my, from. My mentality, my, my mentality with it is this, like Robert already nailed the, I think he nailed it with, you know, with a hammer aggressively on this one. It's. You know, you can spend a hundred to five hundred dollars on green screen technology, pay a monthly thing for it, or you can go buy some butcher paper for three bucks at your local Hobby Lobby and rotate it out per the season. You still get the same effect. It still looks professionally done. Um, you don't have to worry about lighting as much. And like you said, you know, cut to shots where you're where you're outside and stuff like that. Um, I'd even that's do chairs generation. in living rooms where you're like blurring out the background just by. Well, that's the um, best part. Not even a, not even production. You and when you're an agent, your relevant background is in a house, so you can literally film it in any house. You could film it during an open house or just anywhere that that looks nice and it looks relevant. And you're talking about houses. Uh, I think it's a pretty easy one for background. Yeah, absolutely. But if you did want a green screen, uh, you know, Tyler gave you some really great answers about that. Um, and let us know what it looks like, too. If any of you folks do use green screens, let us know so we can take a look at them and see what, what your setup is, what your rig's all about. Because uh, Kelvin's is pretty in-depth just for butcher paper. It looks pretty sweet, so I can't imagine it with a uh, with a green screen. So I think that's a great question. You guys want to chime in any more on it? I'm good. If you're really adamant about it, check out Creative Cloud, get After Effects. That's the best way to do it. But there yeah, are easier ways. I wholeheartedly agree. I'm waiting for like, hey, how do you guys podcast? That's going to be and then, Well, and it goes back to which one are you going to be able to do consistently? Do you really want to spend hours and hours exporting yeah. and editing video all the time? Or would you rather just get some some volume out there and have kind of kind of more videos that are a little bit less quality, but still sending traffic and achieving put the, the goal of them? Exactly. I completely agree. It only takes me about 15 minutes to 20 minutes max now to export my videos. So just cutting that, right. that time off. Completely we should have a uh, Knights of the Round Table uh, judgment on our ba- red background. Should we keep it or change it a different color? Make it color. <laughs> it's seasonal. <laughs> sh- <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I think it should be seasonal. I think it'd be really cool. Or at least do it to green, you know? Yeah, I do need to order. I'll order another color. I order. It. I got these. I'll go buy it for you after this podcast, right down the road for two bucks. Well, Done. at Hobby Lobby, all they had was black, yellow, and red. And just because of like color, just for making it, red's already kind of hard to edit and post, but it works the best. Right. Black and yellow were really messing with the lighting. 
Ah, see, you learn yeah. something new every day. Yeah, man. Let us know about the green screen. Great question, Karen. We loved it. Tyler, thank you for the fantastic answer. Kelvin and Robert chimed in as well. Uh, we'll move on to the next one. Um, this one's from Justin. He asked, with all the great content on this page, I'm sure it's been talked about before, but I want to ask again. I'm finding that online leads don't know me, don't trust me, and don't really want anything to do with me. Man, that's story of our lives, too. So... From the information that I have gathered over the past few months of reading EAP information, it's uh, it's to provide great blog content with neighborhood Instafarm pages or video content to build trust. When people request information from Zillow, that potential buyer is almost expecting a call from the agent that they are requesting information from. So I find that trust is easily gained through that method and doesn't need that mu- as much converting. I'm trying to duplicate that. Can you share a few suggestions on how to create a squeeze page or sort that or or... or I can't even talk on how to create a squeeze page that sort of has the buyer expecting a call from me or giving uh, their contact information. Mm. Kelvin, marketing so, master, take it away. So first, I I wouldn't necessarily, it seems like you want to shift your focus away from having to work on building trust. And I think that that's a mistake. I think building trust is important. Um, and you're preaching to the choir here. We've On all the ads we run and all the content we've run, there's been so many comments and so many people that we've that have just been so skeptical of what we do and the nature of the company. And what I can say is one of the biggest changes that we made was when we made that huge shift to video. That's when we really started seeing those barriers break down. <clears throat> so I would really focus on continually adding that content, working more in, on implementing video into your marketing strategy because that's a huge tool when it comes to establishing trust. Um, and don't don't allow building trust to fall by the by the sidelines. I, I think that would be a big mistake. But in terms of what landing page setup you could be doing, Tyler and I were actually talking about the meet your agent landing page that is uh, one of the current squeeze page templates. That's a very great setup for, for probably incentivizing something along those lines. Other than that, I would be focusing on building up squeeze pages and Facebook ads that focus on giving away content and then make sure you're doing a redirect to a thank you page where the content is then provided via email. That way there is an incentive for people to be giving you correct information. Um, and just on the long, along the lines of fake information, I think Robert's new, the new feature coming out with squeeze pages when it comes to automatically opting in via Facebook, I think that's going to help just because of how easy it is to, you know, opt in immediately. Um, but I think, I think those are the best ways to actually approach that question. I think it's, I think that's really well answered. I do, I do want to continue on, on this, like, you know, how to weed out fake. Yeah, I disagree. So I think Kelvin gave a good, but I would say it a little differently, I guess. I don't know if it's disagreeing or not, but I would say there are three things that you need in business and it's, he's kind of saying online, but whatever. Um, so you need traffic. So that can either be to a site or in front of your storefront. Um, then you need like some reason for them to know, like, or trust you. And then you need to like convert them at some point. Um, so you need to work on all those three things. And it sounds like right now there's no reason for anyone to know, like, or trust you based on what they can find on you online. So what we did is we, easy agent pro, the way we run our ship is by focus. The first thing we focused on for a year was traffic. How can we get to 100,000 people visiting the site? 
for an entire year. That's all we talked about. We were auto posting the social. We were doing everything you're not supposed to do because we didn't care about that. We didn't care about trust. We didn't care about community. We cared about traffic. And then we shifted to caring about, and then what you have is you have a bunch of people driving past your storefront, but you're like, damn, I'm not, you know, no one knows me. And then you can work on the things like face to camera video that builds trust. That means like, Basically, you can look at it as if because realtors, everyone is really transactional. So you can look at every video you put online um, that you can then put in front of your your leads. Maybe you put a video on a thank you page after they they opt in. You know, you have a landing page and it goes to a a thank you page and you put a video with your face on it. That's going to build trust. So every one of those videos you make, it means your leads are going to get better and better uh, over time. And the better you get at that middle of the funnel or that trust building part of the funnel, the more there are of people out there who are like, oh, I know, like, and trust that company. I'm going to do business with them. Um, And you grow that stockpile of like, uh, you can call it an investment or capital or whatever you want to call it. It's just that goodwill that's out there. Those people are going to do business with you in the future. Um, And so I think you have to focus on it that way and focus on making that conversion or trust building material um, outside of a, if I make this video, I'm going to get a lead. Because if you, if you never break out of that mold, you're never going to have enough traffic and you're never going to have enough free goodwill stuff out there to, to then get to the, the point where people just want to do business with you. Right. Robert, do you want to chime in on that? I thought that was Yeah, really well so said. when <clears throat> when you're starting out in anything, you're in a position where you don't have the necessarily trust and credibility yet and you're kind of in a place where you have to overcompensate to prove yourself. So I would say first start with your mindset you're going into this with. You can't be worried that, you know, people aren't going to want to talk to you, they're not interested. Like you you can ask a hundred people on the street, or they'd be interested in talking about, you know, buying a home and chances are they're probably all going to say no. And yet we have 8 million agents in America. Like these guys, they, they need to do business and it's a very necessary service. So like, don't go in the mindset, like you're wasting their time, um, by calling them. You can't be afraid to, to do that, you know? And on top of that, it would just, it's just more important than ever when you're starting out to lead with value, um, over the ask, like you're in a pl- like you really need to be quick to respond on extra on top of things like extra knowledgeable and you can't have as many slip ups as maybe, um, you know, like a, a more experienced agent who has just flows of referrals coming in and he uses it like an email only system. Like you really have to get physical with it and manage, um, kind of prove yourself. Um, and then as a, as a side effect of that, eventually you'll have referrals. Eventually you'll make great impressions and have a pool of people that can validate you and make it easier to do online. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of my two cents on top of everything uh, Ty and Kelvin said. Absolutely. Kelvin, are you happy with your, do you want to respond to Tyler's, um, argument? No. I guess it's not even really an argument. No, it's it wasn't like, an argument. I think, yeah. I think we were both pretty much on par with that one. I, um, I, I think it's great. I mean, and that's the thing to answer like to, to kind of talk a little bit more about Robert's idea as well. Like, you know, you are taking those extra steps to go above and beyond. And that just makes you look 10 times better than that guy would just leads loads of referrals, right? He's already done that process. But if you, if you have this, I would say, don't go in with the mindset. Like I have to work hard now to work less later. It should be that you should want to work hard all the time because you want to be the best you can be and there's, and, and start off by, you know, going above and beyond. So I agree with everything that you guys said. I think it's fantastic. The, the quality of your profession will make you look 10 times more 
better than any other agent out there. Um, that's that's all I really have to say about it personally. Yeah. But um, no, Absolutely, I think that's great. Man. Great question, great question, Justin. Thank you for that. Um, the final question we have today was from uh, Jeff uh, Peterson. He asked if he was curious if anyone has has experimented with uh, the time of day for postings to Facebook groups. Um, have you found that posting in the morning, afternoon, or evening draws in more traffic? Robert, the numbers man, go ahead and take it away, my friend. Um. So, okay. So I even double checked before the podcast, so I didn't. So I wasn't giving out bad data. You gotta gotta do that if you're gonna quote <laughs> stuff. But you can go, you can go read like multiple, I probably 12 studies about best time of day to post to Facebook. It's not exactly in groups because you don't have those analytics. Only the group person would, um, but you can, you can do it a couple ways, but basically everyone said different times. E-commerce said Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, like analytics, like there's just, there's varied answers, but they can all agree on basically nine in the morning, 1 PM, 3 PM, and then at night. And those are just, those are high traffic times after lunch, before dinner, where you're probably killing time and and surfing on Facebook. Um, And you can actually do this. And the the easiest way to get it quick, if you have enough likes on Facebook and fans on your group page, you can actually go into your Facebook analytics and see uh, what the, what your most popular time of the day is for actions on your Facebook. You can also do kind of the same thing on Google analytics and go see where your traffic's coming from and what time it's, it's arriving at. So, um, but that's, I mean, that's kind of like, you just got to figure it out for yourself. And and I think the major key is just to stay consistent. Like I know we've played around a lot and it, I think I'd say, what would you say, Calvin? It's probably, it's a marginal impact on our numbers, right? By adjusting the time. It is, it's, it's, it's surprisingly noticeable. So right now, 4.30 to around 6.30 is the range that I want to consistently be posting at on a daily basis. And we just, we took a lot of time to actually figure that that number out and really narrow it down. I was posting early in the morning. I was posting really late at night and then narrowing it in. And we just spent a couple of weeks adjusting the time until we saw, hey, posts between this time range, this specific time frame are getting uh, much higher reach, better engagement. And then we just got to start posting there consistently. So it is me, something you have to experiment Let me ask with. you this, Kelvin. Um, does it matter about what type of content you post? Like does other content, does other content to do better at a specific time? Video, uh, blog article, podcast, something like that. Yeah, it does. Video, our videos will even just post it at the exact same time. Video, our videos always outperform our blogs in terms of reach, in terms of engagement. That's just how it is. That's just the nature of the climate of what um, social media is demanding in terms of content. Right. Um, so video will always outperform other standard content. Uh, the, the other thing that really helped us on- was um, consistency. Because I know when we were first getting started, we yeah. missed a day or two. And anytime you, you miss a day on your cadence, it, it really sort of, it impacts the next day's uh, views that you get organically too. Even, even like, uh, even long-term. I mean, we all know the, the analytics and numbers for the podcast. I mean, we had, we skipped maybe like a month. So what is that? Two, three podcasts and it dipped aggressively low. Um, and then we started being more consistent, more consistent. And now we have these numbers that continue to rise for the podcast. Um, we're not changing really anything about the format of it. We're just like Tyler and Kelvin and Robert have said, we're just consistent with it. Now we post it every Monday, um, and our numbers are rising. They're continuing to rise. Uh, so I just want to chime in with that as well. Yeah. Consistency is, is extremely beneficial to you across all platforms that you're using. So figure out that time, like Robert said, 
there's numbers that are going to be floating around out there and those might be a little distracting to you. Take time to experiment with your own audience, figure out what time works for you and then post. And I would say consistent first because you're never going to figure out a good time until you do an activity over time as a control. (laughs) So you need to develop that control and say, okay, so if I post every day, then I end up getting, you know, 30 hits a day to my website at this time. And now you can say, okay, I'm going to this week, these next two weeks, I'm going to do it at five o'clock. I'm going to do it at nine o'clock and see what, what actually happens. But if you don't have a control that you're actually testing and you're doing a bunch of stuff at once, you're not going to get good data. That's, that's really helpful for you. That's a good point. And what you can do too is, and this is what I did with when I first started managing the Facebook page was I went into the, the insights page and I actually went months and months back and tallied up how different posts were performing. Because there was there was crossover in terms of posts being put up at different times. So if you've already had an active posting schedule, go back, look at all of the different engagements from all the different times, see which ones are all either at the same time or in a similar time range, and see where where you seem to have the most activity. That's also somewhere you could start. Right. Absolutely. Um, thank you guys so much for sitting in. I mean, it's a super short, sweet podcast loaded with tons of information. I thought the questions were fantastic this week. We really appreciate you guys taking a listen to us. Um, hopefully, uh, you you know, you get some help and the questions are answered from the horse's mouths at this point. Tyler, Kelvin, and Robert. Um, unfortunately, Alec wasn't in here to chime in, but it's okay because he probably wouldn't listen anyway. So we're still going <laughs> to give him some crap. And then (laughs) um, with that said, uh, thank you guys so much for sitting in with us. If you do have any questions for the podcast, go ahead and send us a help support ticket saying you listen to us and how awesome we sound. Um, And then uh, ask us what our favorite color is, what our favorite food is, stuff like that. Yeah, you can actually go to, we set up a page for that. It's easyagentpro.com slash ask, A-S-K. And uh, you can just put any question in there and it'll be answered. Well, not any there question. Keep it we real do that. You, there you go. <laughs> we can keep it corralled into that one little corner, which would be great. But we also do have a Twitter as well, and it's just at, at EasyAgentPro, or you can send us an email to support at EasyAgentPro as well. Once again, my name is Chris. Thank you so much for sitting in with Tyler, Kelvin, and Robert, and myself, and we will be chatting with you next week. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Bye, guys. Thank you. Later. Oh, sounds so enthusiastic, Tyler. All he said was later. He's just dropping the mic. (laughs) Thank you for listening to In The Lead. If you have enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us an honest review. For more great content, check out our blog at easyagentpro.com. And as always, we'll see you later.